Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Turf Football Podcast. Today, we are gathered to admire the greatness that is Bayern Munich this season. Winning the treble uh, for the second time, it has been an incredible season that Bayern Munich has had. And today, we will be analyzing what the season was, how it came to be, what was different from last season, and what the future holds for Bayern Munich. Today, we have with us, Taros. What's up? Darren. Hello, this is Darren. And Yash. Hey guys. Of course, I'm Abhay and I'm going to be kind of moderating very informally the discussion today. So, uh, I think the number one thing that we kind of need to look at is how good of a season this was for Bayern Munich. So, what are your thoughts on it, uh, Darren? Well, uh, Bayern has had a phenomenal season and phenomenal not just like, not just the second half where Hansi Flick took over, but it's been absolutely a roller coaster, although a two sided roller coaster. The start with Nico Kovac, disaster, and then like 5 1 to Nico's own previous team, Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, and then the sacking, and finally when Hansi Flick took over. It's been insane. Of course, from there we went on to the UCL win. Yeah, going from losing to Frankfurt 5-1 to beating all these uh, European powerhouses after game after game, it was a roller coaster for Bayern Munich, definitely. It is rare that you see a club come back from being that down in the league. And, uh, you know, just not winning cups, uh, not really playing to their standards, uh, players wanting to leave, to come back and actually win the treble, which is, which is I think, a phenomenal achievement of Bayern Munich uh, this season. Yeah, that's right. Because, like, see, under Nico, under Nico Kovac, uh, I believe Manuel Neuer had refused to uh, extend his contract and Jerome Boateng wasn't interested in playing, of course, back then. I think they still had Matt Hummels in the previous season before he returned uh, to Dortmund. And then um, uh, Thomas Muller wasn't allowed to play. The fact that Kovac kept playing Thomas Muller on the right wing as a forward right winger, it's just, I can't, I don't know if I want to call it disgusting or just stupid. But it was really silly of Kovac. Oh, no, absolutely. And I think that is, that is, that is especially the kind of, um, gateway towards talking about the differentials from last season that we kind of needed. Uh, one of the big ones being, of course, Thomas Muller and how just how well he played under Flick, given the creative freedom. Of course, me being a German fan, I, I've always admired and uh, liked Muller since a very long time. Just his uh, creative genius and off-ball pressure and space hunting is something that is just incredible to see in any game that you watch. I mean, Muller gave himself the nickname Rom Deuter for that reason. Oh, yeah. Having Lewandowski up front was also very crucial in Muller's success this season. Since teams were marking heavily, uh, since teams were marking Robert Lewandowski heavily, Thomas Muller had more space 
between midfield and the defense of opposing teams, which gave him uh, more more space and more time to come up with creative decisions and help the team moving forward. Uh, yeah, I would agree on that point that Mueller is one of the most creative players we have in uh, German football. As you would know that he holds the most uh, holds the record for the most assists in a single season, and that's why playing with in form Lewandowski has been one of his best. This has this has been one of his best seasons. So undoubtedly, Levan was one of the most favorites in the UCL as well, having both the midfield, forward, defense in form. Not there wasn't even a single person or even a single player who was out of touch, and yeah, there there was no way of, of stopping them. So and and you can kind of see that in the statistics as well. Uh, Muller uh, providing ten more assists than last season. uh five more goals and generally having a very big impact lewandowski scoring 15 more goals as compared to last season and it just kind of shows that their partnership is really proved to be one of the key differentials between last season and this season by yeah that's what because if you look at last season it's not like muller never played he was played a few times of course he wasn't kovac's favorite in the least like kovac absolutely refused to play him when even the fans demanded it and the thing is robert lewandowski and thomas muller played on the pitch even last season but the fact that so much has changed from last season to this season and another thing muller is often considered a center forward so when you put him on the right center forward i mean the right flank he should somehow still perform somewhat right but he just didn't perform under kovac and it shows how much of an impact hansi flick had as a coach on the club for anyone who saw the champions league match against barcelona of course thomas muller opened the scoring against barcelona david alaba really opened the scoring but that was an own goal but muller's performance muller's game was on full show against barcelona and muller was basically invisible against leon it shows you what difference uh, the opponent's game makes to muller's game because muller is as i've said before he's not particularly good at passing or scoring or anything he's just really good at finding spaces and when leon didn't give him space he had a somewhat boring game he wasn't very visible against psg more of the same the rest of the team did a lot of work muller kept trying to find spaces could not but even if you ignore that muller still has uh, set a new record for assists in europe muller has had a phenomenal season and even muller person who's always laughing like under kovac he almost seemed depressed if you look at footage from the back room or any interviews it was just a pretty sad season under kovac a sad time under kovac yeah no definitely i i think hansi flick has to be you know given a statue or something in uh, germany for how good of a coach he has been this season what are your thoughts on the pitch tactics yash Yeah so Hansi Flick has really been uh, one bus conductor for the Bayern side they he has truly like led uh, led them the way and if i'm not wrong he was also the coach for Germany in 2014 World Cup right assistant coach to Joachim Lowe and he took over for a second when Lowe was given a red card uh, okay so uh, whatever Hansi Flick has really he also managed to put out a chemistry between Kimmich and Goretzka who has been really uh, who has really played well this season goretzka i guess he has he has scored five or six goals and made many assists in the previous season so his tactics has clearly paid off for the bayern munich 
Yeah, I mean, can we have a moment of respect for Bayern's uh, gym team? I mean, the the physical fitness team, the bulk, the way that Goretzka bulked up this season, man, those gains. Yeah, it took him like six months to gain like 20 kilograms of muscle on him. He just totally changed, transformed from a skinny guy to an absolute powerhouse in the midfield. Absolute beast. While, while still maintaining his kind of the pace that he uh, had in the midfield and you know still having that stamina to gain that strength yeah, is a very important thing improved. for a center midfielder. Yeah, and, and I think that's actually improved in some of his uh, his pace and stuff. It's better, especially physicality gives you like you know the ability to intercept, to tackle, get into those things, do the dirty work. Because Goretzka is not the dirtiest player around, but still. Yeah, you sold that one to Barcelona a while back. <laughs> uh, man, Arturo Vidal. Well, he might be on his way out. Hoping for it. But coming to the more important point, uh, the Bayern midfield and and the kind of high-pressure tactic that Flick uh, employed. And, and it kind of worked well because they were always looking to get back possession and just hold and dominate the play like they would not let anyone dictate the terms of the pitch and i think that was very important to their attacking style where they're hunting for space they're looking for opportunities and they want to exploit that to have control of the ball is something that really gives freedom to the attackers to kind of function that way and i think one of the key features to that was uh Kimmich coming further up the field from a more defensive role uh kind of had a phenomenal season with like being absolutely perfect in defense and uh, just providing a lot of pre-assists, assists itself, and like the absolute perfect balls to the wings or through the center that you needed. Yeah, I mean, Kimmich has done really well, but at times, um, I don't know if you guys noticed it, uh, Bayern's high press actually left a pretty big loophole because boating is pretty slow. Uh, Manuel Neuer, he had he showed moments of rust. He wasn't perfect this season. I mean, of course, no one can be perfect. But what I mean is Neuer has had a different season. Not not He doesn't seem like, you know, as his, at his peak form. But I believe we saw the counters from Leon. Of course, do that to a person. <laughs> of course. Well, I believe Buffon would like to say something there at 44. But yeah, I think I don't remember. I think the last time we saw Bayern literally scramble to defence. Like, Bayern is a club that has a lot of patience. And of course, the high press that Flick implemented is not something new to the Bayern side. But it worked really well under Flick because the players had a lot of improved chemistry. They knew where everyone else was and when out of position, they always had two men marking one uh, from behind and one from the other side. Uh, it worked really well under Flick, but Bayern has always been a very patient team, right? And at times we saw their high press actually start to show a little flaw against Lyon. I believe they had a phenomenal run from Depay, if I remember correctly, or maybe it was uh, Dembele. Uh, and there was only Boateng left to defend and he almost missed out Fortunately, I believe Neuer made the save. So there's been there's been moments like that where the high press and the the fact that the midfield is almost always in the opponent's half has led to a small sort of gap. But Bayern has always recovered from it really well. 
I would agree that Boateng has been slow and Bayern had options for him like Nicolas Sule and Hernandez. They had options for to not play Boateng but they did it instead. And I don't think that was much of a problem because as you said that Neuer was out of form. He, it, this wasn't be, his best season but he was clearly better than the previous one. Neuer stood like a wall in the UCL as well against Barcelona, against Olympic Lyon where he saved many many chances of the uh, the Olympic side and and Kimmich coming back to Kimmich he has been really well he has been like uh, keeping up with defending and midfielding like defending midfielder as a CDM and a right back he has been constantly uh, moving up forward to uh, pass the ball for to take the ball forward and convert the ball from defense to attack and I guess uh, Bayern didn't need much of the defense this time because their attack was so solid that the opposite side was also already scared of them. Against yeah, Barcelona, Bayern, after they scored like four goals, I, I didn't think that we had a chance because I knew in the second half as well, Barcelona, uh, Bayern Munich is going to score. We can't stop them. So, scoring against them, I didn't even think of scoring against them, but how to stop them from scoring because that... They had an impact this season. They had an absolute powerful impact this season. Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, high pressure would have uh, left more space behind the defense in Bayern Munich's defense. But one of the things that was, but why they were comfortable with it was because of the pace of Alfonso Davies and David Alaba, and then Manuel Neuer's sweeper role. They were really comfortable with having a high back line and then having the midfielders to do what they want in the, in the other half of the team and then just keep scoring goals. Yeah, I mean, coming to the big stage, some flaws that might have existed all kind of vanished away when they managed to keep uh, a clean sheet against PSG, a feat that has not been done since 2016. The PSG have continued to score and to keep uh, and to keep them to no goals scored is, is actually a phenomenal feat and something that has to be appreciated uh, through, through some of the heroics of even Neuer playing at probably his best uh, in the entire season and just being an absolute beast. Um, but yes, uh, the high pressure did show some gaps in its tactics. And, uh, and I think that is that is what kind of, kind of brings us to an important point on how successful it might be next year or the next season or so. Yeah, the defense honestly needs. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure because Bayern spent 115 million uh, just before uh, the season before Kovac left to sign Lucas Hernandez and Benjamin Pavard. Audrey Zola was taken on loan, and I believe he just returned from loan. Uh, Audrey Zola barely featured for the side, even though he was highly rated. Hernandez came and injured himself immediately before he could even play properly. Uh, Niklas Sula was injured, and Alaba was initially in a sense, forced to try out the centre-back position. But Hansi Flick made Alaba a centre-back. In the beginning, I believe even Alaba last season was quite hesitant. And I've heard uh, Alaba say in an interview that he's always asked for a CDM role. He's always wanted to try the CDM role. And Niko Kovac promised him that he'd let him try. Uh, but that never came around. And uh, Davies was pulled. Like, you know, when you look at Kovac... What he did last season, he pulled Davies from the wing to the left back. Like, it was a need of the moment thing. Whereas Hansi Flick made Davies a brilliant left back. And 
when it comes to next season right i personally believe bayern already have their bets on new goalkeeper the man from schalke i can't recall his name right now they have they have already sorry alexander nubel oh yeah alexander nubel is already signed um he's been decent he's quite young he has time to grow sven ulreich has been fairly mediocre um but yeah they it's hard to say it's hard to point out flaws in bayern's whole system this year because this season has been so neat so i ca- i cannot call it compact because bayern they fluidly switch from being con- compact to being spread out wide chemistry has been amazing so i'm not really sure what will happen next season because if this rolls on if it continues going this way and the fact that there's so little competition even looking at the other teams and the way they uh, you know if a club like barcelona falls 8-2 to bayern you really wonder what if uh, bayern win a second treble in a row could happen you know it would definitely happen given that they have their uh they have, given that they have great backups for every position even though injuries do occur and then the addition of Leroy Sané and then Alexander Nubel as you just said to provide competition for an aging Manuel Neuer i think they're going to be fine next year too they're going to be total uh title contenders in every title they run for uh yeah true i mean next season they they do stand a chance of winning a next treble because many of the players who were who were nothing before this season i mean i wouldn't say nothing but uh, who didn't have much of confidence like serge gnabry he scored like i guess nine goals nine or 10 serge goals this gnabry season in the u had a nine, yeah. nine yeah. or 10 goals in the ucs this season this really this must have really boosted his confidence i mean he must be looking to scoring many more goals in the next season so so this season has been really a breakthrough for him because he has been phenomenal this season Well, I don't know about breakthrough season. Nabri was pretty phenomenal even last season and before Bayern signed him. Uh, the pace that he provides on the wing is something that Bayern was looking for, and and they got it in the form of both uh, signing Nabri and Komen for that matter. And and it kind of, it proved very fruitful. And I think that's going to keep happening for Bayern when uh, they kind of keep that pacey wing so that they can have that high press tactic working for them. and of course you cannot count bayern out of any competition that they participate in next season but uh, it is going to be interesting to see how the teams kind of adapt to what bayern strategies were i think some of the players such as uh, davies and you know nabri caught them off guard it, also how good noyer was uh, this season might not be replicated next season due to his age And, and and i think these are all very interesting factors to look at when we are looking at bayern munich next season but if you think if you think about it bayern squad is is it's far from perfect i mean uh, lewandowski is 32 he's at the end of the day he's getting old he had a phenomenal season uh, but of course no one has the kind of work rate that other top forwards in the world have shown ronaldo would be a great example lewandowski is 32 and uh, he has shown some signs of slowing down like physically of course his finishing is still top notch we have thiago alcantara who is 29 he is at the peak of career uh and the people that bayern have been counting on as their substitutes this season um uh, for example kingsley coman his finishing has been off he has a lot of pace but not really good at passing 
uh noyer is getting old boating is old and terribly terribly slow uh and then we have the other subs for example uh, corentin toliso who people put a lot of bets on him and he hasn't really seemed to fit and of course the biggest biggest uh player i believe for bayern or the biggest personality for bayern thomas muller he's also 30 so it is quite an aging squad with a mix of very young members and that that's definitely going to be an interesting dynamic next season as well um i i think to wrap it up um so so what kind of expectations uh, do you hold from bayern munich come the next season uh bayern munich next season like uh i don't th- i don't see any other side in the bundesliga coming up to take up the first place so I'm going to give Bayern Munich the point for the league. Second for the DFB Pokal, same. So I'm I'm going to say that Bayern will at least win two trophies next season. Talking about the UEFA Champions League, looking at many of the clubs, I don't see something is going to come up with uh, Bayern unless and until they really drop down. So let us say they have a hope somewhere of winning a second treble in the row in a row. Oh, definitely. I I won't even say somewhere. There's a lot of hope for the second treble because we've seen among all the top clubs lately. Uh, there's this sort of star mentality, especially if you stay if you take a look at Neymar. Uh, he gets frustrated and then he tries to do everything himself. So that's a huge point of challenge in the Champions League, right? Because PSG is a huge contender for the title. Uh, Madrid has lost a lot of its star mentality. Madrid is in a really fine position. uh to challenge bayern for the next season real madrid i believe sorry not atletico if anyone was hopeful um atletico i cannot i cannot say that atletico would challenge bayern for the champions league barcelona not in the least is in shambles is in shambles it's in shambles <laughs> the club is still smoking hot from bayern's pounding so i doubt there's any competition from there and yeah champions league looks like i mean i can almost I would place my bets on Bayern getting another treble in a row. Yeah, same. I think uh, Bayern are the favorites to win the second treble in a row. Like like you said, Madrid has been not been the best so far, and Barcelona is in shambles. The only contenders I can see for Champions League would be PSG, Manchester City, maybe Juventus if they can add a couple more players in the midfield, and then it could be like. Chelsea has a good squad but it's just it's, it's just going to be their first year so i i really think they can do better than what they did last year but i don't think they're going to be serious title contenders and i think Bayern is definitely the favorites to win the treble though yeah i think uh, there are a lot of underdogs coming into the competition with uh, Bayern being definitely the favorite to win a second treble uh, as yash correctly pointed out uh, they have little to no competition in the farmers league And, and I think they're going to wrap that up real quick unless something like Kovac happens again. And I, I just feel like it's going to be a good season for them. Definitely, uh, second treble or not is going to be the I think differentiator in the terms of uh, how good of a season it is because they 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 won the domestic league uh, quite a lot over the past decade and it, th- that is somewhere they definitely dominate. But otherwise exactly so yeah, it's going to be a, an interesting se- season to see how bayern plays against some 
underdog teams to say the least and uh, they're, they're kind of going to be wild cards in the UCL and that's definitely an interesting perspective to watch. So uh, with this, I think we come to a wrap for today's podcast. We kind of had a good idea of uh, what happened with Bayern this season, what kind of led to their success and uh, you know how they played uh, around with that success and what the future holds for them. Um, connect with us at Turf Football, uh, join our Discord, uh, link should be in the bio. Uh, you can also contact us on Instagram if you have any questions, suggestions, comments, etc. And be sure to leave a comment uh, about how you think the Bayern Munich season went and what the future holds for Bayern Munich. Thanks for listening. Peace out.